Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello. Yes. Yes. Is that it? I don't. Yeah. Uh, so it's been another week, and uh, I'd say it's been really uneventful. Uh, only slight changes are last week when I said that if um, you know the whole would you want your disability to be visible, and you know I decided would I get a badge or a lanyard. Uh, I've actually bought a badge, so I now wear on the lanyard I wear for work a little gold jigsaw piece. Uh, it's really subtle. I didn't want anything. I there was like really obvious ones that were the standard jigsaw piece that has loads of multicolored jigsaw pieces inside it, and it even said the word autism. But I kind of didn't want to go for that because um, I thought it was too obvious, and I also didn't want to do nothing because I spent all my time thinking, oh, should I? Shouldn't I? Shouldn't I? You know that kind of thing. So I've now picked like a weird middle ground one. Not everybody knows what it is. So I'm kind of wearing something which, like, uh, I suppose, like, quenches my need to to do something. Because if yeah. I'd have done nothing, I'd have spent all my time thinking, like, should I do something? Uh, but then equally, if I'd have gone too far the other way and then done something that, you know, said it all the time, I'd be like, is this the right decision to make? So I've kind of gone middle ground, um, which is interesting because a lot of people that have seen it don't know what it is. Um, and then a lot of people that... Only, I think only one person has recognised it. Not even as an autism thing. They've just gone, what's with the badge? What's the badge mean? And that's it. Okay. So I'm giving it a go anyway. Yeah. Seeing what happens. Um, yeah. Uh, that's it really. Anything, any, I'd say anything new with you, but uh, there's not been any anything new burger stuff with you for a while. Uh, that I can think of anyway. Yeah. It's been relatively settled. Yeah. yeah uh, quite settled. Yeah. Nothing new, uh, except you got a uh, a Roomba. Yes. Uh, and you've got a, a thing for the Roomba now at the moment. Oh, wow. What a life-changing thing. I mean, this has um, absolutely nothing to do with autism. But for anyone out there that, you know, is considering getting a robotic Hoover, life-changing. Life-changing. <laughs> You don't have to worry about hoovering ever again. It just does it by itself. Well, you can just do your own thing and it goes along. And yeah, I have been treating it a bit like it's my new, uh, I suppose, a bit like a, a animal that that lives with you. Yeah, I That's... mean, you say it's not really a autism thing, but I would say you are slightly obsessed with it. Like it only needs to go out like once a, once a week. I'm pretty sure you're sending it out daily. And then watching it go around the place doing things. Oh, you sent me a video of it. Amazing. Just Yeah, I sent... I mean, I didn't just send you that video. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so cool. Um, yeah, you just don't have to worry about hoovering. It just does it by itself. It's brilliant. It takes, takes stuff up. Um, it's Yeah, it's really good. I really like it. I'm a big fan. And yeah, maybe there is a part of me that's a little bit obsessed with it. But I don't know if that's autism related because, to be honest, uh, I told a couple of people at work about it and they all wanted to see the video. Okay. And I showed them the video and they were just as mesmerised as me. So that might it might just be quite a mesmerising thing to watch it just go around, feeling its way around, knowing what to pick up. It's, oh, it's so clever. Hmm. All right, maybe. Um, yeah. What about you? 
other than the badge? No, just the badge. Um, I'm going to go see a specialist about my eyes and having like filtered glasses, but that's still in process, progress, yeah. progress. Uh, but yeah, yeah, not much else going on really. Everything's, everything's sort of calmed down. I'm trying to be less involved in stuff. Um, you know, you thought I should, you thought I should, like, because I get a bit too, like, obsessed with things. And, you know, ages ago I said, that, I mean, ages ago, it's been nearly a year ago now since I uh, stepped down from the position I was in uh, to a lower position and the transition was hard. And I do think that um, because of my Asperger's, I think that's the problem. I think I'd got used to being involved in a lot of stuff and you're changing your whole routine. And it's not like when I, because, like, when I moved from, uh, Nottingham to Bournemouth like that was everything changed all at once so yeah. like everything changed like all like where I lived you know what I ate like everything every, all of it every aspect of my life all changed at once and I think that was acceptable and I think it's the same as if like if I changed a job completely I wouldn't have any issues with the transition because well I would but not <laughs> it wouldn't be as long as it is now but I think the problem I've got is I've changed position but I'm still in the same place so you're trying to build a routine uh, a different one in the same environment in the same conditions um and you've kind of got to do it yourself and I, I think that's my problem and it, it's been nearly a year and I'm still like involved in stuff that I shouldn't be involved in and obsessing about stuff that's not really any need for me to anymore uh and it was it was becoming a a stress thing for me like you know uh physically mentally like I was getting like weird about it uh so I've tried over the last week to kind of just let go of stuff uh and to not involve myself in things and that's involved like making my own little sayings and doing my own like weird coping mechanisms it's been a while since I've had to make a coping mechanism for anything uh so it's weird having to get coping mechanisms mechanisms back on the go again so but last week was my first week of trying that and you know i'd say that it was it's, it's going okay so far it's definitely going okay so far it's um you have seemed a lot better this week and it's not that you were so bad but uh yeah like i did have a chat with you just because i felt like you it was it wasn't that it was so bad it was that it was so consistent with you and it it had been consistent for a long time of just you not being happy uh well not happy but being i suppose discontented with work and i think it was just it, it was at a point where you needed to do something about it whatever that was there just something needed to happen to break that cycle yeah and i think yeah i do think you've done quite well this week there's definitely been a noticeable difference in you so if that hopefully that will continue and yeah, like I said, I'm giving it, I'm giving let it, a it go. go a bit. Uh, I actually think, uh, weirdly, the badge uh, is helping me, yeah. not, um, not anyone else. Uh, I think that's where it is. I'm trying to think about, like, why get it if no one knows what it means? Um, because, like I say, it's just a gold jigsaw piece. Uh, but then I realised that maybe it's for me, because it's quite reflective. Uh, and the bit I work at where I am, so the bit that I stand in yeah. most of the time all day, has a bit of, like, window in front of me yeah. uh, and I see it in the window yeah all the time uh and it's like a weird constant reminder to me that I am autistic yeah uh so then that makes me I guess feel better with stuff things that I see or things that I worry about or things or should have done that shouldn't have done this I then see it and just think oh wait um 
I'm autistic. Like, I think it's helping me. I feel like having it is a is a constant reminder, which actually, in some way, is uh, it's just like soothing almost. Because I forget, good. I forget sometimes. You know, I get myself in stuff, and because I'm everyone's treating me the same way as everyone else. I feel like I am the same as everybody else. And then I put myself in situations that I don't cope with like everybody else does. Yeah. I don't understand why I'm not coping. You know, I get weird. I get worked up. I start like being odd. And then, you know, before you know it, I'm like, I'm stressed out and stuff. And I think that's the difference is I need to remind myself as well. I'm always saying that people forget I am because I'm not what they consider autistic on their own like measurement of it. But really, I think also I should remember I am and stop making myself do stuff that I shouldn't be able to do or that kind of thing. So yeah, it's odd. Uh, I know it's there. I see it. It it kind of in some way um, feels, yeah, somewhat like it makes me feel a bit more relaxed about things, uh, which I've noticed is interesting as well about it. That's good. Yeah. Like I say, you have been different this week, which is uh, good. It was, it's more like for good for your, probably your mental well-being to be honest I think I think sometimes with you the the issue you have which is a, a common one I mean I think mo- a lot of people on the spectrum we can overthink things a lot like I overthink things and and you do too but I think sometimes you you sort of get into a habit of being too involved yeah and um yeah it just ends up you you start getting annoyed about things that really shouldn't even bother you at all but because you're you put yourself into this like i'm involved in this yeah things start annoying you that shouldn't really annoy you because they're not actually sort of anything to do with you so i definitely think you've done a really good job of not being in that sort of headspace i suppose yeah yes we uh yeah we've uh we've done well we uh also as well anyone that's got us on instagram we went and played some dinosaur golf yesterday. I oh, say dinosaur golf. It's just a crazy golf course with yeah. loads of dinosaur around it. Uh, somebody's commented on our Instagram saying that for people that say they don't like going out, we do a lot of things. We really don't. We just put we put our best selves forward on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yesterday we did do the golf. Uh, we did an escape room, which uh, I'm interested in other people on the spectrum and how, if they've done escape rooms, like how well they do at it. Because uh, I know we were in a team of four and the two other people we went and did the escape room with, uh, they're not on the spectrum. But yeah. uh, you were like, we've done two with them now. And you're like, oh, we get through escape rooms quite quickly. Uh, and I wonder if there's like a element of like burger logic to... You know, I think helps with that is the fact that the four of us, um, we don't argue yeah. And I think that's really helpful because I know some people when they get into escape rooms, the high, the, I guess the pressure of trying to get through it quick causes some tension. Yeah. But we're quite um, laid back people. At least half the team are. I would say me and one of them are definitely <laughs> the laid back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're... you're uh, I don't know. I don't want to describe you as laid back. Although you do know that the one you're referring to as not laid back listens to this podcast, right? Well, yeah, but he knows. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he, he, yeah, but I think that helps. I think it helps when you've got like half the team that are quite like, oh, whatever. And then the other two are good at, like, they're the focus. The yeah, focus I suppose ones. you don't want to be too relaxed. 
in yeah. the escape room. It is time scale. It is time. Uh, you know, it, well, it is, it's got a time limit. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we don't do everything like together. We some we can be like individuals. There could be like well, there's four of us, but we're individually working on different things. Which... I'm terrible at that in general. You know, like when you work in a team yeah. at anything. You know, when you do any sort of job or yeah. like if you're at school or that kind of thing, and they tell you to do teamwork. I'm terrible at working in a team. I remember the first time I went to a skate room, they said, if you see anything or if you see any clues or anything like that, don't just like do it yourself and don't tell anyone you found it and keep it to yourself. Just let everyone else know. And like even with the escape rooms, there's things I've worked out that I just do and go, oh, look, I've opened this. Um, I do it all the time. And it's the same when I would do like teamwork and that kind of thing. I kind of just, even I'm working in a team and it's a group thing and they're like, oh, yeah, you got to do all this together. I still like, cut out a piece of the job that's going to be my thing to do and I'm like well I'll do this bit uh, and I'll get this done um and then like I don't I don't see it as teamwork you know if someone starts moving into the bit that I'm doing yeah or and tries helping me I get really like defensive and be like no this is my bit yeah um there's like certain tasks I have to do at work similarly that are my things and sometimes there's loads of what I've got to do and one of the other people has like run out of something to do so they start helping me and I should be like, oh, cheers for the help. I've got loads to do. But usually I'm just like, back off. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying that like people on the spectrum can't work in teams, but I know that I am not good at working in a team. Like we worked in a team and we did it well, but I still feel like there's allocated tasks. When someone starts doing a job, uh, I do think like, well, they've started doing that. So that's their thing now. Uh, it yeah. doesn't, no part of me thinks I should help them. Yeah. Unless they specifically say, help me with this. But that only really works if I haven't, already started doing something else if i've got nothing to do and they say help me with this fine if i'm doing something already and they say help me with this i do think like well i'm doing this so yeah do you need my help really or are you just uh you just i don't know i get, <laughs> I get a bit like that but yeah i think we it was uh it was good fun i had a, a great time i really enjoyed the dinosaur golf as well i enjoyed it a lot i liked it you did enjoy it a lot yeah. i did the weather was quite bad though i was worried about you because it was outdoors and it was raining <laughs> yeah i get weird about being in wet clothes wet clothes are one of my weird sensory triggers for some yeah. reason um i'm all right like in showers i'm all right in the bath i'm all right like in swimming pools uh but for some reason when it's rain and when i'm dressed and if i'm absolutely soaked because of the rain i uh yeah it makes me weird i get yeah. like on the brink of like a meltdown almost immediately and I'm quite agitated by everything all of a sudden. Like even, it's always the same. I'll get home from like, I'll cycle home from somewhere. I'll be absolutely soaked from cycling. And then it's the bit of like trying to get my key in the yeah. door. And if it doesn't go in immediately, I can find myself getting like really worked up all of a sudden. And I've always had that problem with wet clothes. Uh, it's why I was wearing like a giant Parker thing yesterday. Because yeah. that seemed to stop it oh, a little good. bit. The only times I noticed a weird issue was um, we went for lunch. I took the coat off. I put the coat down. And then as I picked it up again, it was wet. And I found myself like getting annoyed immediately after picking it up because it was wet. But once I had it on again, the inside wasn't wet. So I didn't notice again. It was just the initial, my hand touched the wet coat and it was the thought of having to put it on. Okay. And it's the same if I cycle anywhere and my clothes are wet and I take them off. But then I've got no way of drying them, so I put them back on again and they're wet or, like, my shoes are wet. Or um, if I take jeans off a drying rack that I've put in a washing machine and the waistband's not quite dry yet and I put them on, but it's it's not soaked. It's just a little bit damp. And, like, you think, oh, if I wear these for, like, 10, 15 minutes, they'll be dry. I can't. Like, I have to take them off. I'm, like, not wearing these today. 
Yeah, I uh, I was impressed with how well you fared in the the wet weather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, today's topic, I have decided to uh, do the topic of. Well, I'm going to do two episodes. So um, there are some people that have messaged us about. There some people want us to do an episode on family, which I think we should do. But I need you to show the message first. But I can't remember what the message is. Uh, so if you are the person that private messages about family, if you could just send something else so it comes up again. Because I've been on the Twitter feed and I've been on Instagram and I've been on Facebook and I can't find it and it's not in the emails. But I definitely read it yesterday uh, and I can't remember where it is and they made some suggestions about doing an episode on family. And um, I do think that would be a, a good idea. I read the whole thing and then I thought, oh yeah, that's a good idea. But then I thought, oh, I'll tell Scarlett about it. Um, and then I went to show you it today and I can't find it. Yeah. And I can't figure out how the message got to us or where it is. So if you're the person that sent us that message, uh, can you just like do a, send an emoji or anything just saying this is it so it will come up again on my phone so I can then show you it and we can talk about doing it as a topic. So I think that's a good idea. Because we did do an episode on relationships in general and then we did one on like, um, I guess, romantic relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend. And then we were going to do one on friends, which I think we did do that one. Uh, and then we were going to do one on family, but... Uh, the points this person made I felt were a good one so I wanted to see it again also uh, somebody asked to do an episode on meltdowns as well we have done an episode on meltdowns but you know we're happy to go over topics we've done already because you know we only do an hour and they're quite detailed and that kind yeah. of thing but uh, anyway the episodes that I wanted to do today is I want to do an episode on empathy and sympathy so one episode on empathy one episode on sympathy mainly because people are aware if you listen to our episodes a lot that I do not know the difference between the two I'm yeah. terrible at them. One, I want to do an episode on each because I feel like that'll help because then I'll finally know which is the right one and I'll be using the right one. But also, um, obviously, it's one of the main things that people on the spectrum are considered to either not have, uh, which is interesting. I think that's a weird stereotype about people on the spectrum not being able to be empathetic or sympathetic or possess empathy or sympathy um, and have like dulled emotions, reactions to it. I've read a lot of studies that I've seen that the opposite is true and that a lot of people on the spectrum have too much of both. Um, or, you know, there are studies that say we, we have very little, um, yeah. which the very little is the one that people always get a bit weird about because obviously there's there's a lot of like bad connotations to having little empathy and no sympathy. If you said to someone that this person has no empathy but you don't tell them on the spectrum and you ask someone, what do you think of someone that has no empathy at all? They start thinking of things like serial killers or like sociopaths or, you know, you know, people that are like in big business are classed yeah. as having like no empathy. Yeah. They're not sympathetic. They're always bad things. But then when you talk about it in a way that they go, oh, they're on the spectrum, people go, oh, okay. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's fine and that kind of thing. So I'm... Interested in, like, one, you, personally, Scarlett, yeah. explaining to me what empathy is so I can know which one we're doing first on the episode. Yeah. And then just talking about what effect you, you think that has with us, you personally, how you feel about empathy. Because I feel like we have it, but it's different. Um, I don't believe that we don't have it at all. I think it just doesn't work in the traditional way that people think it is, and then that's identified as we don't have it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and just what impact you know that, not having empathy towards stuff has had with, um, I guess, your life or certain situations and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, starting off, which which is it? Empathy. Which one are we doing? Which one's that one? 
I feel like it's hard to distinguish between the two so sort of like black and whitely. I know. There but... is a big difference. Yeah. But... So sympathy is the is feeling sorry for someone. Right. Um, so somebody says something and you go, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Empathy is feeling sorry with someone and putting yourself in their shoes. So it's not going, I feel sorry for you. It's, I can imagine, like, I'm putting myself in your shoes and it feels horrible. Does that make sense? Yeah, so sympathy is someone's upset and you sort of go up to them and you say, oh, I'm sorry this happened to you. That's <laughs> No! Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, yes. You say, but... I, I, you know, it's sorry. Like this is, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to your thing because it's bad that this has happened to you. But That's you've sympathy. got to mean it. But then empathy is like, I, uh, I feel bad that this has happened to you. It's happened to me before, so I know where you're at with this. Yes. Mm, okay, I'm going to try <laughs> again because you're not. That, neither of what you said was wrong. I didn't mean to cut you down so quick, but. <laughs> Sympathy is not just going up to someone and saying, I'm sorry for you. Sympathy is feeling it. So like meaning it as well, not just saying it. Right. So you you feel sorry for them. But surely you feel sorry for them because you feel... Uh, this This is what I think is why it confuses me. Because empathy to me is you're empathetic because you understand what someone's going through. And obviously you can be empathetic to somebody in a good situation. Yeah. Um. So say somebody's getting married and you've been married yeah then you can be like hey well done like whatever because then you've got empathy because you know what that's like uh, whereas sympathy for me is i always see it as i suppose in the way that you've just explained it i'm seeing it i say i always see it as i don't always see it as but right now and what you've just said sympathy is where you feel bad for someone because a bad thing has happened to them but you have no like frame of reference or that kind of thing you're just sympathetic to them because uh, you can see that they're having a tough time with things. Yeah. So, so yeah. So sympathy is feeling sorry for them. Um, but you said it's the reason I was like, no, is because you said it was going up to someone and saying, I feel sorry for you, but it's more than that. It's actually meaning it. Yeah. So, I, I would figure that empathy means that you know, uh, mm, you know it, you understand you, cause it, no, it's, it just this, means that you can. You this is can the, put yourself in their shoes. It doesn't have to be you've been in that situation before. It can be that. So I've been in that situation before. I, I know what you're going through. But it, it doesn't have to be that you've been through it before. It's just I can put myself into your shoes right now and I know that even though it hasn't happened to me, I can understand that it must feel horrible or great or whatever. So as much as I've said that... um people on the spectrum have empathy and sympathy um and people on the spectrum you know they have it either in abundance and they have too much of it and there are people on the spectrum that i have heard of spoke to you know that have said that how it works for them is they are too empathetic they get too into everything that's going on with everyone they feel everybody's everything you know yeah um so i guess okay so this is a better way of explaining it empathy is when you you feel what they're feeling and sympathy is when you feel sorry for, well, feel something that's not what they're feeling, but you feel something towards them because of something they're feeling. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So empathy is when you understand and feel the exact same thing they're feeling and you understand. And then sympathy is you're not 
feeling what they're feeling, but you, you know, understand that something, you recognise something's wrong and then you're, you're nice about it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, empathy is really, they're, they're very, very similar. It's hard to differentiate them into, like, this is sympathy and this is empathy because empathy is more just, like, a stronger version of sympathy in a, in a sense. Um, but I've just got a definition up because I thought it's probably better and my explanation might not be that good. But... Um, Sympathy is a shared feeling, usually of sorrow, pity or compassion for another person. You show concern for another person when you feel sympathy for them. For example, when someone loses a loved one, you feel sympathy towards that person and their family. You may share a feeling of sadness with them, but you might not have empathy for their situation if you've not experienced or cannot imagine experiencing a death in the family. Empathy is stronger than sympathy. It is the ability to put yourself in the place of another and understand someone else's feelings by identifying with them. With empathy, you put yourself in another's shoes, often feeling things more deeply than if you just felt sympathy. For example, someone lacking empathy may not be able to understand why another person is upset over a situation if they cannot imagine themselves in that person's place. Someone has empathy if they can put themselves in the same situation and perceive how the other person is feeling even if they do not share those feelings. Um, okay, so on that, I would say that even though I've explained and I've said that obviously people on, some people on the spectrum have too much of both, uh, and it's a common misconception that people on the spectrum can't do either, mm-hmm. um, I would say that I have little to no empathy as a person. Yeah. Um, sympathy... Sure, I'm pretty sure I can do sympathy. I know I have, and I know I can, and I can be sympathetic to people that are upset. If I know the person, and if I, um, you know, like the person. If I don't like the person, I can't be sympathetic towards them. Um, I can't. Uh, uh... (laughs) So weirdly, for example, this has happened. Um, Somebody I know broke their phone. And because I know them and I like them and I got on with them, I was like, ah, that's terrible. Like, we'll sort it out. We'll, you know, we'll do something. We'll do that. Same thing. Somebody who I don't like and haven't got along with and I've got a problem with broke their phone. And I thought immediately, good. Yeah. So, like, I I can't really, like, pick it in that sense. Empathy is the one I can't do. I can't do empathy. Um, Empathy, because I can't, I can't, I can't put myself in other people's shoes i've never been able to do it i can't do it it doesn't matter even if i've been through the same situation i can't pull back on that like like that past reference or that past experience of my own and understand what they're going through because i feel like i don't go through situations the same way other people do Mm -hmm. so therefore i don't empathize with them in fact the opposite is true in the sense of if they don't experience it the same way that i experience it I feel like there's some other weird ulterior motive that they're doing to do the thing they're doing. And I find it almost annoying that they're behaving the way they're behaving. So, um, like, obviously, I've been in, like, car crashes, accidents, that kind of thing. Uh, and I've come out of them not bothered that I've been in them. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, I've been, like, hit by cars. I've been in car crashes while I was the driver. All kinds of stuff like that. But when somebody else has something similar um, and they're, like, shock up about it, or they're a bit like traumatized about it, or they're claiming that the they've still got like injuries from it and that kind of thing. 
I feel like because I got over it really quickly, um, because I recovered from them quite quickly, and because they had no mental like impact on me at all, I, I, it doesn't stop me from cycling. It doesn't stop me from driving. It doesn't make me worry about stuff. Yeah. I don't panic when similar situations happen. Um, I don't have like weird, not like trauma, but I guess when something happens that's similar to something that's happened to me before, I don't get like flashbacks or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I get weird with people that don't experience it exactly the same way I experienced it. So yeah. if they didn't have the reaction that I had, I feel like they're milking it or, yeah. do you know what I mean? So I guess that in some way is empathy. Well, but I understand what you're saying. Um, what if they experience it in the same way you do? For example, because you don't have, you you don't do necessarily sort of like sad or upset, but you do get angry. What if you saw someone, something that has made you angry in the past? Yeah. Um, for example, one time I accidentally spilt some very hot coffee on you. Because I fell asleep. You fell asleep. Yeah, I remember that. You, you were <laughs> drinking coffee and then fell asleep while drinking it and poured it all over me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your reaction was you were quite angry. <laughs> yes, I was quite angry because if you were tired, put the drink down. <laughs> Don't sit next to me with it. I kept saying, do you want to put your drink down? Are you a bit tired? And you were like, oh, no, I'm not tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, it was quite funny. Yes, I'm glad you found the savage scolding of me hilarious. <laughs> I did, I did find it really funny. Uh, but you, um, I've got permanent scars. I, you haven't. <laughs> but you did, you did get very angry. That was uh, probably the angriest I've ever seen you with me. I, I think it was like a combination of I got burnt and my clothes were wet. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely the angriest I've ever seen you with me. But say, um the reverse happened right. and say you'd accidentally done that to me and I know that your head is thinking I wouldn't do that but just yeah I, I wasn't thinking that I'm already oh. thinking at the point where if I fell asleep poured coffee on you uh, and you got angry yeah. I'd tell you to be stop being such a baby accidents happen okay so, th- so that's that that's a lack of empathy there because what you were saying made sense in that if they don't act the same way that you would act then you don't understand yeah but if they acted the same way you'd act i still feel like it's unnecessary um <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah empathy's the one i don't have um i i would i mean when we when we get to the sympathy chat i'm pretty sure i've got that one i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure i've got that one empathy i don't get empathy i don't understand that at all um and obviously like there's the the belief by some people that um people on the spectrum are quite selfish and i don't know if it's because i i don't i i don't want to say i don't care about other people and that's my problem i think it is literally i can't understand other people's emotions and i can't put myself in their shoes and even when i've been in the exact situation they're in i still can't empathize with them because for some reason, it doesn't affect me directly and therefore I'm uninterested. Yeah. Um, Which sounds bad, but I do think it's not intentional. I do, like, the, the NT people that have no empathy, yes, there's something wrong there with them. And obviously, like, they're the people that end up being something that people consider bad. Like, um, what was that book you read that said that, like, businessmen and serial killers have a lot of similar traits? 
Oh, oh, it's the John Ronson book, The Psychopath Test. Yeah. That's a brilliant book, if anyone knows. So, yeah, you said that one and you were explaining stuff that makes them good at business and not having any empathy is one of the things that make them good at like big yeah. business. And I've seen other people say that and that kind of thing. And then to compare that to a serial killer because they don't have any empathy and obviously serial killers tend to be someone that's unempathetic as well. Yeah. Obviously in saying myself that I don't have empathy, like I do worry about the comparison of that kind of thing but I think mine is different I think because of my Asperger's that's what it is but it doesn't make me like in that level I'm not then like horrible or like cutthroat or like do things that you know I will do anything to um better myself or that kind of thing I don't go down that path still it's just day-to-day stuff uh I'm not I, I wouldn't like purposely like um what's the word I don't like step over other people to further myself I wouldn't do that but that's because uh, I I don't see the point in that I don't feel the need to do that I would judge myself in a sense if I were to like throw loads of people under the bus to you know to do stuff I I would wonder about is you know is this worth it should I really be doing what I'm doing but not out of sympathy or yeah or that kind of thing towards other people more of a how comfortable with with myself would I be if I was that I see people that do that kind of thing that will literally do anything to get ahead and it I do massively judge them as people I do think like that's a horrific way to be with anyone yeah um but I don't then think about the actual people that they're doing that to I don't think like oh it's horrible they've done this to these people and that kind of thing I just think like what mentality can you have to be that way uh, is not one that I possess. But I would say I don't possess empathy either. But I feel like I'm I'm not I'm not in the range of like big corporate businessman or uh, you know whatever. I I think I just I can't do it. I can't do it no matter what. When pe- when people are being a certain way and I'm showing no empathy towards them, and then people are judging me and criticizing me for it, I do think that everyone's being kind of ridiculous. Um, for example, you know, someone's broken up with someone, they, you see them, they're crying, they're upset, that kind of thing. Everyone else around them is like, oh, you know, it's so bad and don't worry and it's this kind of thing. In my head, I just think, like, relationships end. Like, get over it. Like, I've been in relationships that ended and, like, it's it just it's one of those things, you know, some don't work, some do. You may have thought it was going to, but it didn't. Like, it doesn't matter like that kind of thing. It's it's not a big deal. I don't understand all this fuss. And I start thinking like stuff like they're just doing it for attention, you know. They they just want to be centre of conversation. They just want everyone to focus on them for the day. And they want specialist treatment, you know. They oh, don't worry about doing that. I'll do that. Or can I get you anything? Yeah. Like, and I see it more as a they're using their breakup as a way to get stuff or to receive things. Um, and obviously, obviously what they're after is the emotional empathy of it, I imagine. Yeah. And that's why they're doing it. And they're not doing it on purpose. They're not just thinking, do you know what I fancy? I fancy some good old empathy. I'm going to yeah. go to work and I'm going to behave a certain way. I think it's their natural emotion coming out. But because I suppress a lot of my normal behavior um, and I suppress my own like emotions and how I behave and that kind of thing a lot of the time, I do feel like they're choosing not to because that's how it would work for me is I would choose not to. So I guess in some way, that's like some backwards empathy there mm. because I'm putting myself in their shoes and I'm making myself say like they're doing this on purpose because yeah. if I was behaving that way, it would be intentional. I'd be doing it because I want the attention. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Um. So then again, like explaining it that way, it sounds like I do have empathy. It's just 
it's like a weird reverse empathy that makes me judge people instead of like feel anything towards them I do feel something towards them but it's something negative and obviously a lot of my emotional responses to stuff like we've talked about several times are negative ones so maybe I have like a negative negative empathy towards people yeah is I immediately empathize in a way that I see the worst in what they're doing and feel like what they're doing is a bad thing which is true anyone that's ever felt bad or upset or you know that kind of thing I don't naturally feel sorry for them I feel like there's an angle and yeah. I try and work out what it is they're doing. And I'm either annoyed that they're disrupting the day or disrupting my regular routine. Or I look for the worst in them because like everything else with me, um, I have a negative version of it. So maybe I just have like a negative empathy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, And I put myself in their shoes and feel like they are working some sort of angle. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, I I get that. So the with me, is it's very similar in that. I can only, so I, I can put myself in other people's shoes, but only with how I would react. So I do I do that all the time. Um, if someone is acting really happy, and if I was in their situation, I would be really happy. Then I think yes, I get that. I'm happy for you. Like I can be happy for them because that's how I feel. If someone is in something um unhappy and they're unhappy about it and I put myself in their shoes and I would also be unhappy about it then I'm again I'm with them and I feel I feel like I'm I'm it's kind of how I am with everyone all the time so I suppose maybe I am quite uh, like I try and be empathetic to everyone because I always put myself in other people's shoes so I always think how would I feel in that situation Mm. which happens a lot I think the problem I have a lot of the time is, I suppose, a lot of the time I react differently to different things than other people do. Um, Particularly with, so sometimes when people are really happy about something and it's something that's, um, I don't know, maybe they are going to a really sociable event that I would not be comfortable or happy with going to. I put myself in their shoes and I think, oh my God, why are they pretending that they're looking forward to this when I wouldn't be, so I don't know why they would be. So I, I then I think, oh, they're pretending to be excited. That's strange. Um, and definitely the other way around... Um, so a lot of the one of the things that I struggle with the most is when someone's upset about something that wouldn't upset me. Um, I have a, a really tough time at being around them or listening to them be upset about it because I just think you don't need to be upset about this. I don't know why you're choosing to be upset about this. Yeah, I've seen that with you. Yeah, and I do feel like it's a choice, even though I I like now that I talk about it, I know it isn't. And do that a lot where I just think, why are you choosing to be upset about this? thing that's not actually an issue at all and shouldn't be especially with um like things that really don't bother me that I notice more in other people is when someone maybe says something bad about them um like that doesn't really bother me if someone says something bad about me I I don't care for the most part um and also like with things that are kind of a bit of a joke like people can pretty much joke about anything with me and it won't bother me at all Mm. um which then leads me to believe that i can do that with other people which is a an issue because sometimes i'll you know take the mick out of someone 
and they don't find it funny and I think why uh, you can take the mick out of me as much as you like I don't care and um, I will I mean you are <laughs> you take the mick out of me all the time yeah 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 I do uh, and same you do yeah. the same thing to me yeah uh, but I guess that's like me and you only really ever talk to each other, so uh, I yeah. guess we get stuck in that. We, we it's like we're so brutal to each other in a funny way. Like we yeah. we're doing it as a joke, but we we'll, would we'll say almost anything that's horrific. Like something can happen that I'm actually a little bit upset about, but then you will start making a joke out of it, and then I start finding it funny. So I think, oh, this is actually fine. This is funny. Um, and then I feel fine. So I, I might see someone else be a little bit upset about something and I think, oh, I'll just target that and start making that funny. And they just don't. It doesn't go down well. And that's something that I find um, difficult to understand because I think, well, if I was in that situation, I would be finding this funny. So the fact you're choosing to not find it funny and take offence makes me think that you're choosing to be that way. And also with what you said about people trying to get attention... I feel like that as well because, again, how would I react to things? I am not the sort of person that talks about how I feel very often at all. And I'm definitely the sort of person that I sit on things and think about things and think about how I feel about things before I get into expressing anything. And usually if something's upset me or made me annoyed or you know like stuff more annoyed I don't really get that upset by a lot of things a lot of the time but maybe something annoys me a little bit and I feel like a little bit oh that's a bit annoying I sit on it and I think about it and I properly process it and then by the time I would get around to talking about it I wouldn't be annoyed about it anymore so I, I don't usually I and not so much like maybe something happens in the news and I think oh that's annoying and I'm like oh that's stupid or someone will make like a comment that I just think oh yeah but you know like things that are actually personally very annoying to me yeah on by the time I've sat on it thought about it and come around to even slightly expressing anything I'm no longer annoyed by it so when people decide to get really tetchy or annoyed about things and want to start talking about it I do think well that's why are you doing that that's silly I wouldn't do that I wouldn't start talking about that I would yeah, you know, air my dirty laundry or whatever people say. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, which, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, I find that really difficult to understand because that's not very in my character. And if I can't, if I can't see myself behaving in that way or acting in that way, then it's very difficult for me to um, understand other people. So I can definitely do it if someone's reacting how I think is appropriate. If someone's upset about something and it's something that would definitely upset me as well, then I can be in their shoes and I can feel really sad for them and I can imagine how they're feeling and I can then express sympathy towards it. But I can't express sympathy or empathy without understanding it. Yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, I think for me, like, even if I understand it, so even if I know that what they're going through is uh, something I've been through or something I understand, um, I do feel like, and it's the same with me, you've probably noticed more than anyone, that I feel something has to be a certain way. So 
it doesn't matter what you say to me. I'll be like, no, it's like this. And then I'm stuck like that. Yeah. So I feel like because my reaction to it was the way you react to it, if someone reacts to it differently and it's not how I think they should react, then I start feeling like there's an angle. So say I don't think someone should be upset about something and they are. Yeah. I don't think like, oh, well, you know, they're upset. You know, that's how it's, that's the the, the sympathy, I guess, at that point. Like, I don't start thinking like, oh, you know, that's, I, I just start thinking like, that's not how I'd react to that. Yeah. And therefore... I don't believe that they should be behaving that way. Uh, And I guess I've got the similar thing to you in that sense. Mm, Yeah, but with you, and I I don't know, you might disagree. With you, I don't know that it is that they're not reacting how you would react. I think it's if they're reacting. Yes, I I guess so. I I don't think with you it's to do with how you would react because there are some things where I know that your reaction would would be uh, maybe... Annoyed or yeah, I guess I keep bothered. a lot of my reactions to myself most of the time. Yeah, I'll give you my reactions. Yeah, uh, and it's the same with like family. Like I'll tell my mom, you know, what I'm actually yeah thinking. But um, you know, when I talk to her on the phone every now and then. Uh, but then, like for the rest of the world, I don't give my reactions. I just have an internal annoyance to yeah. the way they're behaving, and then that comes out in some other way where I'll be agitated or I'll start something or yeah. I'll, I'll do something on purpose. To like almost distract from, so say someone's going through something and it's pulling everyone's focus, I'll sometimes do things so they stop focusing on that and focusing on me, which is, yeah. you know, is like, I don't know what they call it, stealing thunder or whatever. Yeah. I do that kind of thing as well because I don't agree with what's happening um, and I'm trying to, uh, I don't know why I do it, uh, but I will do that sometimes. It won't be something similar, it'll be something completely different, but I'll purposely cause trouble Um to try and move everything away from it. Um, because, I don't know, maybe it's because they're, everyone's being empathetic towards someone and I don't really get what's happening. Uh, and so I find it uncomfortable and weird, so I'm trying to disrupt it. And you can't disrupt it by just saying, okay, everyone move on, forget it, move on. Like, everyone yeah. just trying, you know, that kind of thing. I have to do something that, like, outshines the, the situation that's happening because then people will move on to something else yeah um and i think like that i think i do feel like there's a there's a level of uncomfortableness with me and someone that's um doing something like that in general you know like i, I get uncomfortable around them um, yeah i can't figure out what's going on with them like i say i don't believe a lot of people that are having reactions to us I, I do feel like they're doing it for some ulterior motive that's not what they're claiming um, and I see stuff on, especially on like uh, Facebook and like that kind of thing. There's a lot of like mental health awareness around at the moment. And they say, you don't understand like what people are feeling and you don't really understand how people are. Yeah. And, you know, you don't really know what's going on with someone. So they are they should react the way they react. And I read that and just think, yeah, I should let people do that what I want. But then when I'm in the moment and when it's happening yeah. in my head, I am thinking like they're not really upset. Like, yeah. This is this is some sort of. They're doing it for some reason. I just can't figure it out. And like, if we're at work, it's because they're doing it to get out of work. And if if we're out, it's because they want to make the thing about them. Or, you know, like if they're like upset and they want you to come around to theirs, I think like it's because they want me to come around to theirs and I never go around to theirs and I'm always cancelling. So now they're trying this new angle of like luring me around there because they know it'll be harder for me to say no to this. Yeah. I start having thoughts like that and I don't understand that they're upset or if it is like a breakup in their relationship, I feel like I've seen them argue a lot before then, which obviously is a sign that they were going to break up. But I think like, well, you guys were fighting all the time anyway. So this is a better thing. 
because you know now you're not arguing with someone all the time yeah. you used to moan that, that you wanted to do stuff but they were making you not do it because you had to do stuff with them now you've got some freedom like like what's the matter with you yeah like i have that but then you know in the past i've said it out loud and uh it's caused me nothing but trouble when I've said stuff like that out loud. I mean, obviously, anyone listening to this episode, me saying to you, like, caused me nothing but trouble, but I don't understand why. Obviously, I understand why yeah. in hindsight now I think about it. But at the time, I just thought, like, that'll probably be a good thing. Point <laughs> out the positives and then they'll stop it. Yeah. Um, but then I'm being told, like, I'm insensitive or, uh, you know... You know, I mean, you can say that like in a month from now, but don't say it now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I've got like that kind of thing going on. All for me, I'm like set in a way of how stuff are. Uh, a good example of this was uh, me and you had a wonderful conversation recently uh, <laughs> about shop windows and how they have an impact on people buying stuff. And uh, I don't believe in any way that the way a shop looks influences how people buy stuff. I feel like people, if they're going to buy something, they they know what they want. You can't impulse buy somebody. You can impulse buy somebody like a little no, something. Stop. I'm not going to go into it properly. But anyway, we had a conversation about like, you were saying that the way stores are laid out affects people's shopping habits and you can up how what people will buy and do that kind of thing. I've never believed it. I've never thought it's a real thing. I think it's some weird mythological retail psychology that doesn't exist that people just pretend it exists and everyone goes along with it, but everyone knows it's not a real thing. Now, you had examples of why it was true. There's loads of people that have said it. You said there's loads of studies that have said it. My reasons as to why it's not true, I'm pretty sure there's no evidence that says it isn't. But in my head, I don't believe it. Therefore, it doesn't matter what example you give me, I don't believe it. Yeah, and like, there's no change in my mind on that. And this is the same. I mean, I'm using it as an example of yeah. we were talking for like, what, an hour and a half? Right. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> and it was a discussion. It wasn't like we didn't get annoyed at each other or anything. It was it was funny. If anything, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a really funny conversation. Yeah, we weren't fighting. No. But you, were, was, you were trying your best. You were was... almost pulling out like a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> to try and explain to me why it worked. <laughs> it was a... It was an hour and a half discussion. It was meant to be just, it wasn't even meant to be a discussion, but it was an hour and a half of the two of us. And I was trying so hard to be like, yes, I see your point of view. And I think you may be right even 90% of the time, but there's still going to be a slight chance. And you were using examples that made sense. You used examples that were nothing to do with stores, that were to do with like sunbeds and things like that. And I was going, yeah, I totally agree. And you were just like, so now you understand why shops work. And I was like, no, it doesn't work in a shop though. Like you were picking like parallel examples that I was totally agreeing with you with. And then you were just like, so why why would you believe that but not believe this? And I was just like, it's just not the same. I don't believe it's the same. And you were like, it doesn't matter what I say, you'll find some reason to like just to say that my example is not relevant. And that's what I'm saying. And like, I'm a big analogy person. So I always try and come up with an analogy that explains it in maybe a simpler way yeah. or a more. Yeah. So I was doing that and you were so on board with the analogy. And then as soon as I was like, so see how this is the same as this? You were like, no. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like we weren't arguing. You were just doing your <laughs> best. And then after the end of it, I was going, yeah, I don't think it's the same. Um, so and this is the same with that. Uh, oh, it was such a good, it was such a ridiculous conversation. But yeah, it's 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 the same with like uh, with this. Like I I've got it in my head that this is how people are, and they're doing it for ulterior reasons, and it doesn't matter 
how many times people explain this to me. And it's even if I then go through the same situation that they went through and it affects me in a way that's similar to the way that I saw them, I'd still be like, yeah, but mine's real. Yeah. And theirs is fake and they're doing it for some other reason that other people can't see, but I can see it. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's weird. And like with all these episodes we do, and I'm sure there's loads of people out there on the spectrum that are the same. It's weird that a lot of people that have Asperger's are really self-aware of their own behaviours. I can say to you the things of, I believe this and I believe them. And I can tell you that I think that the way I see things could be wrong and it probably is wrong and I probably should like think about things differently because people can experience things in the way they want to experience it and people might come to public places and with the full intention of going out with friends to distract themselves from a breakup say uh, and they don't want to talk about it and they don't want it to come up but the second somebody says anything they start crying and that's because it's an uncontrollable response and I can say that now because it's not happening in front of me yeah I can say it to you that that's probably what has happened but when I'm in it and someone comes out and someone starts crying in my head, I just think like, why have you come out if you're this upset? And I think you're not that upset because you wouldn't have come out. If you knew you were going to cry, why would you come out in public to cry? You just wouldn't. So therefore, why are you doing this? What's the reason for this? It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not sure what your angle is. I don't know why everyone else is falling for it. It's bizarre. And for some reason, I can't, I can't turn that off. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times I tell myself, like, just just take a minute and think about what's happening it it doesn't matter my immediate reaction is that and then like i'll it'll be like a few hours later and i think like no it's because of this it's because they broke up they're upset they like to be nice remember that but then as seconds i start thinking that some part of me then goes oh they were doing it for attention and then i go yeah or maybe they were doing it for attention and i'm back to that again and i that's why i don't believe that i have empathy i don't believe that it's I know I've said negative empathy, but now when I've said negative empathy, I've realised that what I'm saying is is it's still no empathy. Yeah. Um. I just don't think I possess that ability, and I, I it is definitely Asperger related. Yeah. Um. It's got nothing to do with like. Uh. It's not like I was raised in a way that like you know some people are where you just you you don't you know some families raise people in the sense of like you don't air your yeah stuff you you stay closed down in yourself you don't talk about it yeah I don't feel like it's that because obviously there's many people in my family. And I wouldn't say that they're the same as me. No. So therefore, I don't think it's just the way we were raised as like a family that we don't we don't take our stuff out in public. We don't show emotion. You know, like there are families that are like that. I've I've met people that are like that that aren't on the spectrum, and then met their dad and just thought, right, that is why yeah. you are the way you are. Your dad's like that. Um, but I, I I don't see a comparison with anybody in my family. So therefore, the only thing I can like the only answer i come up with is it's my asperger's that makes me this way and i'm okay with that you know saying to someone i have no empathy is is bad when people think about it but um you know it is part and part of my particular version of asperger's and there's there's not much i can do about that i can't teach myself to be empathetic because it would be really fake and i do feel like that if i tried to fake empathy i feel like i'd just come across as patronizing and it would probably be worse or you know just as bad as what i'm doing now so the best i can do is think my thoughts of what i think they're doing what they're doing but then try not to say anything i feel like is the best version of for me like dealing with this yeah um like that's where i think we are different because i think i can empathize um like i said i can only really do it with how i would react although I think the weird kind of exception to that is with 
you, I, because uh, I know you really well. Like I, I feel like I know you pretty, pretty well. So I, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you I asking just, me for like? Are you saying it almost like you want my confirmation well, in case in case you're wrong about yeah, that? No, I mean, yeah, you do. In yeah. case in your head you're thinking you don't know me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You, uh, you, you do. You do. Miss. Like, that is a correct assessment of mine and your relationship. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I know you really well. There's a lot of times where so we have different reactions to things. Everything, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much everything. <laughs> like I can definitely overreact to things that you would not even bat an eyelid at. There yeah. are some times where I know I'm overreacting in the moment, and it doesn't stop me. I'm still going like a a massive overreaction and then afterwards i go well that was ridiculous wasn't it <laughs> yeah you do really, yeah. i do i just go like why did i behave like that so i can overreact to a lot of things where you will just yeah nothing but then at the same time there are things that you react to that i wouldn't um react to yeah, so I guess a good way to say this is you react to stuff that everyone else would react to, but you react to it in a way that's so ridiculous that I think you just need to knock it down a bit Wait, before we not, do it. And, it's and, not what everyone reacts to. But do you know what I mean? There's like, like, situations that other people would also yeah, react yeah, yeah, yeah. to, but it would be a much milder, not as it is. You have yeah. the same reaction to the same situations as other people, but it's, much, it's a much more exaggerated, yeah. more intense version of it. Whereas with me, I have reactions to stuff that nobody would react yeah. to. That's the difference is I have big kickoff stuff that people just, you'd think, why is he even bothered by that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, carry on. Yeah, but that's, that's, like a, that's, yeah, the, that way, the, best, a, that's the best way to explain it, really. Yeah, that is a, a better way. Because <laughs> um, for the for a lot of time, both of us are just sort of no reaction to a, a lot of things. I definitely react more than you do. But for that, I would say there's a lot of stuff that happens that NT people might react to that we're just flatlined but yeah yeah when i go it's quite it's, you know big and same with you but d definitely different things yeah yours is yours is definitely a, a spectacle <laughs> yeah so yeah <laughs> um but i i feel like there is things where something happens and i i'm like ah oh, whatever it doesn't matter but then i think oh no i know that nikki is gonna react to that and I understand it like I understand your reaction I think part of that comes from I understand the way you are so I know that that will book like when we were out golfing yesterday I would started to be like rain doesn't bother me at all literally no effect has no I have no problem with it whatsoever but we were out in the rain and I started thinking oh no I hope Nikki's all right. And if you were to react to it, which you didn't, and I was really impressed that you didn't, but if you were to react to it, I wouldn't think, oh, why is he behaving like this? This is stupid. I understood. Like, I felt like I knew. I, I felt, I personally wasn't annoyed, but I could understand your being annoyed. And I think I empathized with it. Yeah. Um, because I was genuinely kind of concerned. And also there, there's just some things that happen that I just think I know how you'd react to this. Like a, an example of it was um, something happened at my work that I was telling you um, as a kind of like a bit of a a bit of a joke because it made me laugh. I'd help someone with something and they hadn't really uh, acknowledged that yeah. I'd done anything on it. They just sort of pretended it was like their thing, which is fine. Uh, I was telling you in a kind of <laughs> this is kind of funny, and you went, 
yeah, I guess uh, in future you just won't help that person. And I was thinking, <laughs> no, I'd still, <laughs> I'd still help them. But I, I know that with you, the same thing would happen and you would, it might not be a big reaction, but there would be consequences to it. You would follow it through. Like a lot of times when something bothers you, um, you don't leave stuff. If something bothers you, you might not instantly react in a blow up way, but uh, there have been things that have happened at your work where um, you have decided to have a reaction. For example, I know that at one point someone kept leaving something lying about and that was bothering you and you kept disposing of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas like for me, I just wouldn't. You know, like I'd, I probably wouldn't be bothered by it, but I know that it would bother you, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I yeah. I get what you mean. The thing is, is yeah, I can't do that with you. So yeah, I know. Uh, you have situations that I think, well, that's you know, why why are you upset about that? That's not. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, you can totally empathise with me. Like things happen, and you think I know how he's going to be about that. Yeah. Um. Or I know how he'd relax relax that and i notice it sometimes because you say it you tell me something and then you go you take that uh and i'm just like yes i would yeah. um so yeah and like with things with you i know what stuff you'd hate but that's not based on a empathy it's more of a i have like a back catalogue of everything i know that irritates you or bothers you or you wouldn't yeah. be good with and then when i see a situation that matches that i just think no i in my head though i, I don't know what your reaction would be I just know that it's not something you want to experience. <laughs> um, I still have it now. The stuff that happens where I work now where I see like a DVD case or something and I think, oh, if you were here right now and you saw this, I was like, you'd be freaking out. But I don't, I don't think that's an empathy thing. I think that's more of uh, just going on my own past experience of think situations I've been in with you where you've gone mental okay and i'm just gonna i'm gonna have to preface this because this just sounds odd otherwise with a if i saw a dvd case i have a massive phobia of eyes like yeah. anything to do with eyes because i take it that's what you're talking about yeah there's not going to be like a dvd case isn't going to upset me but no. like yeah i've got a... we had one in that was like it, i would say of all the ones we've ever had it, it's probably the worst one i've ever oh seen oh my gosh and it was just out on the counter when i came in and i was just like oh i almost had the urge to pick it up and hide it I picked it up and like tried to flip it over because that's what I used to when you were there. Is I used yeah. to I used to mix it in with other ones or yeah, I put it. it I'd put it somewhere where you'd never see it. And I used to do that immediately when I saw it. If I could hide it before you saw it, we were good because obviously I knew if you'd seen it, you'd you'd freak out. So uh, usually if I saw it first, I'd just get it away. Um, or if I saw you throw a DVD across the <laughs> store, I'd go get it and then put it somewhere where you couldn't see it again. Um, but this one, this one by far was the worst. Even one of the guys I was working with was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. so I was just like, it's uh, and in my head. I was just like, oh, get it out of the way. And then I thought, oh, wait, no, um, you don't work here anymore. It's fine. So I just left it out on the counter for all to see. I even put it on the top of a few piles for, oh. people, for like random customers to get a look at because it was pretty bad. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh- yeah, like the the way I react to eyes is ridiculous. There's there's something that definitely is an overreaction, but I have the worst phobia of eyes. Yeah, I mean, you, it's it's made you throw up. It's, it's made yeah. you like curl up into a ball and like hysterically cry just yeah. from like a few seconds of seeing something. Um, I mean, I've seen I know people with phobias, but your phobia is um, 
is bad. So, but I'd say that me hiding the case every time I saw one is not an empathy thing. I would say that's more of a sympathy thing. Yeah, I is suppose, I, I understand yeah. why. Um, so I get it out of the way quickly. But I wouldn't say I can put myself in your shoes because I literally have no phobia to anything. Yeah. Um, I I have a weird non-fear of anything i wouldn't say there's anything i'm scared of which explains a lot of stuff that i've been involved in yeah um i would explain that's why i have no issues with like getting backs on bikes or you know that kind of thing is um i i i don't know i i have no phobias that i'm aware of but i feel like phobias build up over an experience of something happening and then you know it, it changes you in a way that that kind of thing no one's like born with a phobia it's something that happens to you usually at a young age that then creates a phobia and I feel like because I don't have normal reactions to stuff, it kind of explains why I don't have any phobias to anything. Yeah. Is because I've never reacted to what would be considered traumatic to people uh, in a normal way in the first place. And I feel like that's why I don't have any. So I can't empathise with you and I can't empathise with anyone that's got a phobia. In fact, I'm the opposite except with you. Um, with everyone else that's got a weird phobia like that, I just think, like, this is ridiculous. Like, there's a few people that I work with that have bizarre spider phobias where they will genuinely, a spider will appear and they'll just freeze yeah. on the spot. Um, but my thought is not like, oh, that's so like, look how debilitating that is for them. I just think it's a spider. Yeah, It's not going to kill you, especially in this country. There aren't any that are poisonous. Spiders don't just attack for no reason. Like they only attack when they feel scared. So it's all the way over there. You're there. It's not going to run at you and take a bite out of you. But then my thought is with the spider. I think, but loads of people in here are freaking out. If I don't grab this spider first and get it out of the building, one of these other people will kill it. Yeah, yeah. For the sake of this person not being frozen on the spot. And that's what I think. My thought goes with the spider of yeah. somebody else might just stamp on it and go, there you go, no spider, now you don't have to be scared anymore. And I don't want that to happen. So I'm like, everyone out of the way, clear the room. I'll save it. And because I've got tarantulas, um, people feel that like I have a better understanding of spiders in general. So most people just think there's a spider. Let Nicky sort it because, yeah. you know, he's the spider guy and like he'll get rid of spiders better and I just kill it. But he'll like get it out of here and that kind of thing. Um, and because I've established myself as the spider guy, I'm now the guy that gets rid of spiders. But it's not because I want to be that guy. It's because I genuinely have a don't kill it. Yeah. Like, thing towards stuff, which is odd. I have no, like, empathy towards the person that's terrified, but I I immediately think, I have to save this spider's life well, and get it out of here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I also don't understand that. So I don't understand anyone having a phobia or a fear of anything that isn't eyes, because that's my only thing. And I think uh, I think we should probably do fear at some point, because that's not something that we really experience. Yeah. And I think it's led us both into situations where is most of the time people probably would be like no that's not a good situation yeah to be there, in. there are some interesting stories to do with you and your inability to be scared you have been in some situations yeah and just <laughs> like nothing about me thinks oh i shouldn't be doing this or and it's always afterwards that i don't feel anything and then i say to someone this happened and people go what yeah <laughs> like yeah. it happens to me all the time and um and, you're like uh, I don't know like I have I don't have fear 
I no, apart like from a... the apart from the eye thing, yeah, I would say that I've never known you to be apprehensive about doing something. Yeah, like I'm not scared of doing something or approaching something or and um. Apart from the normal like everyday stuff that burgers scared of, like going. To oh like... yeah, so like I have anxiety. Yeah, but it's not really a fear. Like no. I'm not like scared of doing it. I just think I really don't want to do that. So, yeah. um, but actually, just quickly, I know we're like coming to the end, but something that I do want to touch on is weirdly with you, and I don't know if it's empathy or sympathy, and I think I have the same but it's just it's weird with you because it's not something that you see with you ever apart from like with animals you do have something with animals i don't know if it's an empathy or a sympathy or what it is but there's definitely something yeah i'm immediately it's I mean, a care a lot of people uh, obviously have said that I'm, I'm definitely more like uh i will approach animals no problem yeah. regardless of the animal so um we've been like i've been like around deer and uh even like animals in like um like like snakes spiders scorpions that kind of thing and i approach animals and i kind of like i start talking to them yeah quite friendly other people's dogs you yeah. know that kind of thing i do have a weird uh connection with um people that are well with animals sorry uh, which yeah, I don't have with with people, which is interesting. Um, also, another one that's I suppose different, which is I guess we'll cover it next week with the sympathy. Um, but there's my weird uh, connection with people that have Down syndrome as well, which is also something with me yeah. that I don't think I'm very protective, and I have a lot of sympathy in a way towards people that have Down syndrome. I found like I have a weird connection with them. I'm immediately I like them when I see yeah. them. I like talking to people that have Down syndrome. There's like a weird bond there that for some reason my Asperger's tends to disappear. I don't, I can't talk to random strangers, but a random stranger that's got Down syndrome, I can talk to and I will talk to. Um, And there's like a weird, I don't know, they they evoke a positive emotion in me that I don't experience from other people. Yeah. It's almost happiness, but not happiness, but it's, it's, it's a positive, I feel a positive reaction when I see someone with Down syndrome the second I see them. I feel like a, it's like a good feeling, but I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Uh, which I've never understood, but I've always had it, even when I was a child. Same. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure where that comes from. Uh, and it's the same with animals. Uh, if I say other people's dogs, uh, random cats in the street. Yeah. Like that kind of yeah. thing. I'm very sort of like, I get distracted and I'm like, oh. Then I go like talk to the cat for a bit, which is odd. Uh, I don't know where it comes from. And like say saving spiders from people and that kind of thing. Yeah, you do seem to like uh, like all all animals. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I was going to say, because I kind of went on the tangent that they are people that are scared of spiders and that kind of thing. I don't care about. I think it's ridiculous. I am a little bit like, come on. Yeah. Um, you're the only person that has a phobia that I would actively try and stop yourself from experiencing. So we're, we're watching movies because I watch a lot of horror and we watch horror together. We watched all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, uh, yeah, like one after another. And then we watched all the Friday the Thirteenth because we were going through them all. Yeah. Uh, and at some point, we're going to do all the Halloweens. Yeah. Uh, I go on websites and look at all the deaths from every yeah. movie, and I work out where they're going to be and where the anything that's eye related in the deaths. I work out whose death comes first <laughs> and what death is in between, and then look up bits of where it is, or I'll pre-watch that bit when you're not there. So I can get in there quickly with my hand and like cover your eyes yeah. so you can't see it. I do that a lot. Or if we're in the cinema or watching a film neither one of us has watched and I bit's about to happen and I can see it's about to happen. I'm like in there yeah. covering your eyes so you don't see it. Thank um, God, because the last time I went to the cinema and an eye thing happened, I was sick in yeah. the cinema. It was 
horrific. Yeah, so like you're the only person that I would do that with. Um, yeah. With everyone else, I just look at them just like, especially spiders. I am just like, it's just a spider. Yeah. Like it's not going to go for you. Yeah. We um, which yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's a, uh, it's something that you do uh for for me, which is quite nice. Uh, yeah, but I guess that's like I say, next week we'll do sympathy. This is why I think I've got sympathy because I feel like that's a sympathy thing. It's not an empathy thing. Yeah. But I feel like I'm sympathetic to your eye phobia, which is why I'm willing to do stuff so you feel better. Yeah. That's right, right? Yeah, that, I suppose. That, yeah. Sympathy, yeah, because yeah, you, you don't understand it. I don't. But... I, I still think like when you're because the opposite happens when you've seen something with eye stuff and you're doing your freak out because it's happened yeah. a couple of times where I've not got in there quick enough <laughs> or I didn't see it coming and it happened and you're doing your thing or you're freaking out. I wouldn't say that I'm then sympathetic no, towards you. I'm then saying like, get over it. Yeah, it's not even are. real. This is a movie. It's just makeup. Come on. Like nothing's actually happened. Like this is just bits of foam and everyone's just making it look like something that didn't really happen. Yeah. And you're not feeling any better. And I'm just like, come on. It's not even real. I'd understand yeah. if we watched it really happen outside. Fair enough. But this is like, it's like movie magic it's not even a real thing and yeah then I, my empathy doesn't appear i'm sympathetic to stopping it but once it's happened i'm not sympathetic to what's happening at that point yeah uh, yeah and yeah. yeah i mean it's not just like gross eye stuff it, it could just be a close-up of someone's eyes. oh yeah like I don't i don't like eyes i can't look people in the eyes i look at people's eyebrows i can't, yeah. can't deal with anything i mean like related ad- adverts for opticians you know Ooh. like you uh Oof. you don't cope with them and they're not even a bad thing yeah they're, like, like, they're a good thing about eyesight but you're just like no yeah i can't i can't deal with eyes i don't i don't know if that's um autism related in that people on look i know people on the spectrum I, I don't think... have the same reaction but i can't look at people in the eye and i don't know if that yeah i mean i can't um but it's not because i've got an eye phobia yeah there's I... just something about looking people in the eye that makes me uncomfortable and weird uh and it, it's odd you ever looked at a magic eye Do you know like magic eye things where you have to like no? You know those things where it's like a picture in a picture, but it's all like a weird, blurry like image, and then if you look at it long enough, like a picture shows up in the picture? No. Um, anyway, so there's these things. that That's what it is. Anyone listen to this? Like, So I'm kind of talking to the people that listen to this about this because you know yeah. what it is. That's what happens to me when I look at somebody's eyes. So like, I stop seeing the rest of their face. I don't see their forehead. I don't see the background behind them. I just see their eyes. It's like everything around their face, everything disappears. And all there is is it's just a pair of eyes looking at me. And that's all I can see. And it freaks me out. So I can't look at them for too long. Yeah. Um, but that's just, a, it's, it's bizarre. It kind of almost like hypnotizes me and sends me into like a weird trance. So I can't keep staring at them. You know, the one time that I really noticed, this, I know this is a tangent, but this is just a, a nice little finisher. The one time I really noticed my issue with um, looking people in the eyes. I mean, I've, I've known it forever, so it's not like this is the first time I noticed. But when we did the episode with Emily, yeah, she kept looking at me like, face to face and i think that's because that's like the more comfortable way for her to talk probably is you talk to someone yeah but when we do this i look at the room yeah like same, I, I don't we barely look at each other when we record these episodes we, yeah we don't we don't look at each other at all i'm sure like if we did uh we like we considered videoing it at one point but i'm sure we'd probably get comments on the fact that we don't look at each other it's like we're not talking to each other we look at Various things uh, around but, the room. Yeah, yeah. we look at the room, uh, but we're having a conversation with each other. And that's probably what we do when we talk to each other most of the time. We're not looking at each other when we no. have conversations kind of ever. 
So I really noticed it with Emily. She kept looking at me and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to look back. Oh, I can see that she's looking at me now. And I kept wanting to just look at the, the like, recording stuff or look, you know, just around the room like I usually do. Well, I mean, I tried to help you by sitting you next to her and not opposite her. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess it, well, it could have been worse if you were sat opposite. It would have been a lot worse, I guess. So yeah. I mean, still, I didn't still... have a problem with it. Like, I don't have a, I don't, I don't, like, I really like Emily. So it's fine. But it was some, at a time that I was like, oh, I realised that it's not, it's not like the same as, because when we do it, we we don't look at each other. Well, I mean, we don't look at each other most. In general. Of, yeah, in general. Yeah, we're usually doing something else while we're talking. So uh, we're usually walking somewhere, so we're looking, we're walking, or uh, we're talking when... Even when we're, like, having a conversation, like, if we... Like, say we went out for coffee and we're sat opposite each other. Yeah, we don't. We don't look at each other. No, I mean, like, we record these episodes sat next to each other, not opposite each other the same, so we don't do it anyway. But yeah, it's just normal, but we've I've never really... Uh, Never really noticed it until you pointed it out now that that's what we do. Yeah, we don't we don't look at each other. <laughs> I look at you if you're not looking at me, so I will look at the side of your yeah. head if I know you're looking away. Yeah, and I'll do the same with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, but then it becomes weird if we both end up looking at each other. It's just a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for this week. Yes. Thanks everyone Thank again everybody. for listening. Thanks for everybody on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Look for them, Aspergers, on those three platforms if you don't have us yet. Um, obviously, if you don't use social media, which there are people out there that don't, uh, themaspergers at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks, everyone, again for listening. Next week, we will do Sympathy. And also, if you have any episode suggestions... Send them to any of those platforms you want. You can private message us. You don't have to post it on our wall. Um, if you don't want to, that's fine. Um, but if you want to suggest something, we will get around to it eventually. If you feel like it's been a few weeks and we still haven't covered your episode, it's not that we're not going to. It's just we do have like a back list of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's Thank you, everybody. Oh, yeah. And there's a private group on Facebook if you want to go in there and talk to people about autism in general uh it was a to do with our podcast private group originally but it's now moved into like a general autism thing and if you want to go there and have a chat about people that listen to this podcast who have similar views or different views or that kind of thing it's there just send us it's a private group but you know uh, as long as you're not a bot i'll let you in yeah and uh it helps us as well oh so. yeah, yeah yeah like we don't reply to a lot of stuff but we do read a lot of stuff so pretty much if I have everything that's ever been posted on there, I have read and I have gone through. I haven't missed anything. It uh, doesn't mean that I'm ignoring it or same with you. You read yeah, it too. Yeah, I like um, it. It's just usually somebody's come up with a really good reply already. So I feel the need to not repeat what's already being said or uh, go for a different angle if the angle they've gone for is actually better. And I've gone, oh, actually, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. That's it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye.